Thank you for joining The Bevel Talk, Season 15, Episode 1. What is Southern Industrial Career Center? Today, we're talking with special guest Ilyud Medina from the Southern Industrial Careers Center. Let's get right into it. Hello and welcome to Bevel Talk. Thanks for joining with us. Today, we're joined by Ilud Medina, the school director at Southern Industrial Career Center. Ilud, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. How's it going for you? We're doing good. So help us get to know you a little bit. Talk to us about what Southern Industrial Career Center is, where it got started, who are you, how'd you get into welding, all that good stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, my name is Elude Medina. Um, I started welding back when I was 17. I actually graduated 17 and uh, I had gone to a, a local college and that kind of didn't work out for me. So I, I, uh, I went through a program, through a federal, federal grant, and they provided me with a training for welding. So about, let's say three months later, I'm actually welding at, at a local shop. And, uh, and that's how I got started, right? After that, I mean, I started working in East Texas, a little bit of Louisiana, Florida. And uh, so I got experience in, in, in fab shop type of welding, which is your flux core, MIG welding, and a little bit of Heliarc as well. Uh, after a couple of years, I would say about 10 years of, of being in the industry, I actually started working at a community college in, as a welding instructor. They gave me the opportunity to start there. And uh, ever, so I, I lasted about two more years with them. And I had the opportunity uh, to actually start a, a vocational school myself. So that has actually been the, the right of my life, right? I mean, this was five years ago. Southern Industrial has now been operating for five years. And we have funneled through, through our school a little bit over 600 students in, that we have funneled into the welding industry. Wow. So, pretty cool stuff. Yeah. So when you funnel them through, what, what is your basic... Talk to me start to finish. Where do they come from? Where do they go after they're done with you usually? Okay, so since we work with a lot of uh, grants uh, to be able to pay for their, for their uh, training, um, usually we target low-income individuals. Uh, we target migrant or seasonal farm workers as well. Okay, so the whole point is to get them out, out of a low-poverty uh, income and into something with, with a livable wage, right? So mo most of our students, um, you know, have a high school diploma, but not more than that typically. Okay? okay. So like I said, we go from, we target low income and below the poverty level line, according to the IRS, right? So what happens is that they get their, their, their training uh, fully paid for. They come here to our school. We provide them with uh, 200 hours of, tra of training. That's what our typical program runs at, which is eight weeks at five hours a day. All right. So we teach them the concepts of torch cutting, the concepts of welding uh, with either flux core, stick, or MIG. And uh, at our school, what makes us a little bit different, though, is that we're not training these uh, ladies and gentlemen to learn how to pass a test. I know that's like the concept that you can pass a test, you go for it with an employer and you get a job. But our, our theory here is to teach them the tips and tricks, the, the ins and outs of welding so that when they do get a job, they can actually keep it right. Okay. Not just, not just go pass a test, you know, and then once you're in there, you don't know the ins and outs. All right. So most of our instruction at the school, the curriculums are based on 
uh, in projects. So every every generation of, of students has to do out of blueprints, out of uh, and you know they have to read the blueprints, to put in the measurements, weld everything according to blueprints, so that they they are able to know the process of like quality control all the way to finish. Right? So real real practical application there. Yes. So in other words, our, our instructors, they're, they're, they run the shop more like a foreman rather than a typical vocational instructor. So your instructors run the shop, the, the school, a lot more like a shop floor. Um, do you have any local industry partners or people that are, are helping you with, with that? Or how, how is that running from the school perspective? So very interesting. Very interesting. Yes, we, we work with a lot of shipyards uh, local uh, local shops as well that we have funneled in a lot of students, right? But uh, just you know, there's always been a a uh, a push and you know back and forth with with the school systems and 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 employers, right? Because they need it at a certain they need employees at a certain level and back and forth, right? So about a year and a half ago. Uh, Southern Industrial, we spanned out as a contractor and we created TradeCon Industries. Uh, and with TradeCon Industries, we've been able to get uh, become contract subcontractors ourselves for shipyards and for other welding companies. So now we can actually hire our own welders all across the U.S. Okay, and that's what we've been doing now for about a year and a half. So not every not every welder goes directly with us, but we have a program within within TradeCon. Uh, that you know helps our graduates get employed by our sister company. That's that's fantastic. That's one of the hard things about education is you've you've got a lot of folks that come through that do well, but being able to make sure that they're able to get placed is is a difficult task. That's yes, an interesting exactly. solution to the to the problem that you guys have there. Yes. So so right now what we're trying to do is to even better our system a little a little bit you know better um, is that. Instead of uh, getting just anybody and then putting them through the school and then back as an employee with us, with our sister company, we've implemented a program and we've, we've been going at it for about three months now where we actually are putting them as general neighbors at, at shipyards. And once they finish 12 months with us at TradeCon, we're going to provide them with free training at Southern Industrial now. And the reason we're doing that is because we want to get the people that we know are going to have good work ethic that wake up every day that, you know, just have demonstrated that for the past 12 months and that they started building their industrial resume as well. You know, so then we give them the training and then back out there as welders now. So when, when you're bringing them in as, as uh, from, from the general labor to the school, are you seeing that they're, they're the, the students are better able to understand what you're talking about in the welding and when you're saying, you know, this is why fit up is important. They've seen it. They've been around it a little bit um, to get a little bit of a baseline. Yes. It's to get a baseline and, and the type of, uh, or the quality of the student that, that quality that the student will be right. Because we can tell that they're a hard worker. They're there every day. They're consistent. And, uh, and that they started building that resume of theirs, right. Instead of a student that comes in here with no experience, we provide them with good training but then when they go out there with the employers, they have, you know, they have a, a trade skill, but no experience. And that's the, the, you know, that's always been a problem out there. 
So by being uh, 12 months at a shipyard plus training, you know, it just makes it so much easier for them to go out into employers and say, hey, you know, we know about safety, you know, because I've been in ships. Uh, We know about all these other little components. Plus, I'm a trained welder. Right. That's that's fantastic. Weld preheating can send costs and schedules out of control. Harness the heat with arc reach heating systems from Miller. This induction heating equipment uses alternating electromagnetic currents to generate heat in workpieces, so welders can do their own preheating quickly and safely. No more risk of burn injuries from open flame and resistance heating. For more information on induction heating, visit MillerWelds.com induction. How often do you guys, how many classes are you guys putting on a year and how many students are you able to take through per, per session? So we limit our, our classes to 10 students per, uh, per class, right? So we have three shifts though, and we have uh, two campuses. So we're able to run through about 60 students a month. Okay. Now, typically we're at about a 40, 40 student a mark per month. Okay. Yeah. That's that's an interesting approach of 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 how you guys have structured your school of you know general education on around welding and making sure that you're familiar with it helping them get somewhere and being able to be uh, gainfully employed as well as knowing enough to not you know to know where they want to go right exactly. be able to continue to work forward so as a welder you you started at seventeen um what do you wish you had known earlier as a welder, a young welder? Hmm. Well, like every time I kind of look, look back at this, I think I took a lot of right steps, right? But I didn't know I was doing it at the time. If I would have probably known, you know, I probably would have done better. But um, one of the things I, I always tell our guys, our instructors and everybody in, in our schools, right, is that we need to kind of earn our stripes in the industry. So not necessarily do everything always for the money. And, and yes, we all have to pay bills. We need to get paid, but if there's an opportunity that's going to further your skills, you know, look into it and not always just because of the pay. Right. So if it's going to grow you as a person, then it's, it's something worth considering. Okay. Experiences that you didn't know you were having or that you were having or helping you in fruit furthering your career in other ways. And you had no idea until you got there. Right. Exactly. So, so for example, this one time I was offered a position at, at a, at the quality control department and I was making, let's say $32 an hour at the time as a welder, but to go into the QC department, since it was an entry level, they were going to lower me down to 21. I said, yes, but you know, I didn't know the impact it would have in my life further down the line. I just said, you know, yes, because let's try it out. Not, not with that pure intent of, hey, I'm going to further myself through this, right? But, and I'm glad I did it, right? But if I could know back then and, and if there was things I missed, you know, it would have been so much better. So as you guys have been running your school for about five years, as you're set up. Correct. What are the biggest changes that you've seen in industry, right? There's, there's, it's always moving a little bit, but what are the trends? What are you seeing that's, that's coming? Well, as far as employees, um, I see that the, 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 the way that 
people function right now, and I'm going to say about the past year, is very different. People are very uh, hesitant to take jobs right now. And we're, that's what we're having a lot of trouble with. Like just here locally, we were asked for about 600 new welders at, our, our, at our, one of our local shipyards. And the pay apparently is not enough. And they're asking for like housing and things that typically are not provided in this industry. So it's, it's, it's been a hassle. It's been a hassle. The, the way the psych, I guess that, that the, or the mentality that people have started getting from about a year, a year and a half ago from to now. How are, how are local businesses overcoming that? Are there, are they able to overcome that? I would say we're, we're still having trouble and we're stri- still trying to adapt to it because um, we're, we're in a big shortage and we can't seem to, to be able to get a grasp on it. What about welding technologies? Do you see other you know processes or filler metals or gas types being adopted in your area that are changing things, making it so uh, yes. individuals, different training needs to be taking place? Yes, actually, uh, one of our local companies as well, um, they started adopting this uh, RMD technology. And uh, it's, I believe, to, it's for piping systems, right? So mm-hmm. inst- instead of using a Heliarc, they're, they're using it at their shops, and it's starting to gain a lot of traction, something that when we started about, uh, about five years ago, they had already been using it, but it was only something that they were doing, not many other companies. Now a lot of other companies are starting to look at it, and we're actually looking into getting some of those systems to implement here in school because now there's more opportunities for that process. What, what's driving that change? Well, that process is just a, it's, it's a faster process, so they, they're able to get more production out of it. So, and and w- through our partnership, they had actually offered a machine and, and, and training for us so we could train with that. But at the time... We couldn't because they were the only employer. So we thought, hey, if you're the only employer and you don't hire this person, then the, you know what are we going to do with that person? How are we going to place them? Mm-hmm. But now all these talks are coming into effect, and and we're we're able to see a different perspective on that process. That's fantastic. Well, Elude, thanks for joining us today, and thanks to our listeners for all joining with us today. Thank you so much.